Hi there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. Well, um, everyone, welcome back to the show. My name is Mo, and my guest today, we will operate under a little bit of anonymity just because of some of the things we're going to be talking about, which you will get to soon find out. But for, just to um, define the parameters of our conversation, she is from Nigeria, and she's currently based in Canada, and I'm going to call her B. I've known B for a while. And um, she's also uh, my friend's sister. So, and uh, she's also a very ardent supporter of the show. As a matter of fact, during our last um, singles panel, she um, had sent me a message. She was very, I mean, she attended the panel, even though she's not single, but she, you know, it was all about relationships. And her, she always had this one thing I like about her is just her insight to a lot of questions about, you know, marriage, relationships. So um, during the chat comments, she had said something about parents, you know, also being some causes of, you know, marital issues, which you know, I wanted to explore further. So we chatted privately and I was like, OK, this is a story we have to have on the podcast. So that's that. Um, so first, let's talk. I mean, we can't say talk, 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 tell us a little bit about yourself, but you've been married for how long? And welcome to the show, B. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been married for seven years. Um, by we were seven years in July, so yeah, in June. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's it's June when? Because ours is June eleventh, June eighteenth. Oh, ours is June fourteenth. Okay. Uh, congratulations! Seven years. That's like oh yeah. That's like a gazillion <laughs> years in Hollywood standard. So, um, <laughs> just a little bit of background story to help the listeners catch up is. You met your husband in college. You yes. were friends, just, you know, um, belong to the same circle of friends. I think the fellowship group on campus. Yes. So I met him in college um, in the fellowship. He was just like a regular guy in <laughs> fellowship. Is that not how it all starts? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And so LOI, and then once in a while, he sees me off to the hostel, and we're like, mm. Okay, I know this guy is my friend, nothing much. I had other friends. I had other um, friends keeping me company, like guys that were my friends. I'm like, "Mm, well, he's just my friend, nothing. No strings attached, really. Yeah. And then how many years down the line before he said those magic words that kind of... (laughs) (laughs) People would think the magic words were positive words, but how many years down the line from friendship to him uttering the words that set the ball rolling or not rolling as it were? 
like two years. For two years. I knew years. like two years. Okay. So as a casual as a casual friend, two years, and then he walks up yeah. to you, and then he says, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so in um, 2009, October precisely, um, he walked up to me and said, um, "Hello, um, God said you're my wife." I'm like, "Sorry, come again." What did you say? What, what exactly are you trying to say? He said, "Well, um, I heard from God, and He said you're my wife." really so in this day and age a man can walk up to you and tell you God said oh wow I was like please I don't want to hear that and that was like all like okay bye and bye good night and then I got to the hostel I told my friend about it and I was like that can you imagine he said God said how will he say God said like seriously he has that boldness to say God said I was like well I'm gonna frustrate him and show him that God didn't say because God hasn't told me anything. And so that continued and then we graduated in that um, same year and then he kept on calling, he kept on being keeping in touch even though he calls me and he tells me I love you. I'm like, I have no feelings for you. In fact, the way I say it, I say I have zero feelings for you and then say, what's the kind of guy? And the kind of patience he had it continued for like a year like he kept on sending me text messages calling of course then we didn't have so much of um, maybe social media more like other than texting and calling or maybe facebook mm-hmm. yeah, facebook then i was like he sends messages and says oh he's praying for me i just want to tell you i love you i'm like how can you even love me you can't love me like I, there's no way i love there are other people you don't even know me that much you don't know me, so how can you tell me you love me other than the fact that you see me in the fellowship and what do you know about me, really? And then, you know, because he wanted also to build a friendship, but at that point, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't interested to let him into my life. I wasn't interested in letting him know anything extra about me other than what he already knew. So he would just call, and and then I cut him off and say, okay, you know what, um, I'm not available for this call right now. Like, it was a whole lot of, like, if he was here, I would tell you, like, that I almost yeah. killed him. So for him, it was, it was a whole lot of torture. And then for on his own part, he was like, well, he, he didn't even think he wanted to get into a relationship yet, but I was just strong on his heart that this is his wife, and he didn't know better on how to present it. Like, looking back, he would say yeah, to that, yeah. become a friend first, and then slowly let it and come then go that way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that I think there was a prematurity of the message. Especially yes. if God hasn't revealed it to the other person. It's like, you know, you know yeah. something is coming up in the horizon, but how to, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, bite your tongue? I'm like, Ugh. I can't say it yet, but I knew that I don't know if I want to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because a better approach would have been knowing me better, being my friend, you know, then from there we can grow into a relationship. But the moment it came with the God said card, I was like, no yeah. way, that's a red card. I'm not going to go further with this yeah. guy. And so it continued like that. I kept on struggling. I had other people that I felt, oh, maybe this month will be a better prospect. Like maybe... This guy is also cool. He's my friend. He's walking. Um, he's okay. He's settled. And maybe this guy, maybe that. But for some strange reasons, nothing was working. Like I wasn't in any other relationship. Oh, so you've been so drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Even though 
someone other guys were asking me out there was just no no urge is that maybe i have a very terrible dream about not going into this one. I'm like, ah, which kind of wala is this one? So I was like, why is it that the people we like, don't like God us. is not giving them to us? Mm. Why is it someone we don't even have any feeling for God is giving to us? So so I, I kind of was confused. Over that time, I know that reading my Bible, one of the things that stuck to me was was that most man will proclaim his own goodness, um, Proverbs 26. But a faithful man who can find, and also a part that says, "Don't strive with a man without cause." Like if he has no, no yeah. So I thought that I was just being deliberately wicked hey. or evil. To be honest, I was like it wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not sure anyone would have gone through that. Like a normal man well, would left have you said, a long time ago. Crazy woman. I'm like, there's no point. Like God, even if God is saying, because one thing I never realized is it's possible that God speaks to some people regarding relationship, but um, it's, it may still not work because it still takes the two parties. If that's no consistently, God won't come down to force me into a Yeah, and you will suffer for that consequence. I mean, even though there will be grace, but there will yeah. be consequences for, you know, that. But I know what you mean. Yeah. It takes two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, but it had to. God need, knew that he had to work on my own stubborn heart as yeah. well to be able to even get on with the relationship. So, I mean, different things were coming. And then I remember even one of my friends called me out of the bruise and said, Oh, you're struggling with God concerning something. What is it like? Just let God have his way. I'm like, Oh, God, what is this like? <laughs> so, the point where I knew I couldn't fight it again, and this was like already a year of saying no consistently and then one day he called me and to be honest for that one year when he calls me and he ends the call he always says i love you until tomorrow like for every day since we've been married he says i love you up to three times no joke like he would tell you have i told you i love you today it's like a mantra why you were like yeah you told me you love me it's okay (laughs) so so he would tell me i love you and i'm like i don't have anything for you stop telling me that so one day that october it was like that was the next year now it was like i love you and then i responded i said mm, me too <laughs> i guess i love you too but i said me too and then he paused he said it felt like what's going on here what just happened did she just say she loves me or what is yeah. me too the other kind of me too and then, yeah. <laughs> just kidding yeah like <laughs> And then he was like, oh, something is going on. And then he said that they felt like, wow, God. So you just wanted me to be patient. And so eventually I was like, you know what? Um, I can't say I'm madly in love with you right now. But I'm open that we start a relationship. Let's start dating. At least let's start with dating. And let's start learning about each other. At least now I'm open. So you, you grow, you're growing in love, like you say. I tell people that for me, like different people have their own cases, so I wouldn't say um, my relationship story is not a template. It's the unique one. Everyone has his own journey, so I mean everyone has where they face their own their own temptations where they face their own trials. So for me, it wasn't a case of love as first sight. It was a case of I grew in love, yeah. like I'm growing and I'm still growing. So it wasn't like, oh, you see a guy, he's tall, that can handsome. Yeah, he's good looking. But the truth is that the attraction, I didn't even see it because... <laughs> you wanna, I think the word that God said triggered you. Who laughed at that saying God yes. said something? like It's from God. 
it shouldn't serve as a trigger mm-hmm. but i guess as christians i know that even in fellowship then we used to joke a lot like i did god said like anytime we hear god said our eyes just start rolling like to the back of our head like oh my god who uses that line you know it's a trigger to most christian sisters but let's 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 summarize yeah. this part because i feel like there's some lessons here a lot of us will miss out on our blessings because it's coming in packages that we didn't think you know um it, it, it's coming in packages that is not what we expect it to be and I True. give credit to your husband because if it wasn't a godly man and a patient man, he would have left you. And you were even very, you know, very true to that. You were very, you were evil. Mm-hmm. You did some, you know, not mm-hmm. so kind things mm-hmm. to him. He could have just left mm-hmm. you, and God would have just, you know, kept on blessing him. So for those that are probably yeah. in this situation, like looking back at the state of mind that you were in, can you give some just words of suggestions or even advice to maybe men or women? I think women are the. This would be for the women, yeah about not missing up on not missing out on the blessings like if you could go back and do things differently what would you have done differently so if i could go back do things differently i wouldn't have um put him under so much pressure for that one year because the truth is that like you said he could have left and that would have been all um i would have at least given him the benefit of doubt and gone to pray without bias because even when i was praying i still had a bias of it can't be him now how <laughs> and so so i mean i could have I, I should have at least said let's let's even get to know each other oh you made this mistake of telling me this way but you know what i can be your friend let's build on the friendship so i didn't do yeah. that but instead i was like don't call me again I was all on his yeah. case, like he would call me, he would send me messages, but his consistency, yeah. oh my God, it's great. Okay, let me let me play a bit of a devil's advocate here and permit me to do so. So in addition to that triggering words of God said, you had said something that actually inspired this question of, was it like it wasn't like, you know, like you know how we have a list, it has to have this job, it has to make this amount of money. Did he like uh, uh, then as way as he was like? Did he meet those spe- spe- specifications, or would you say in addition to things he was lacking according to your list? Plus, what he said when he said God said it just was like a double, you know, combo. So I wouldn't say so for me. You know, sometimes we have like a subtle list in our mind, and we don't know we have mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's, it's we we all we have, we have oh, most of us have that mistake even here <laughs> over here. That's because. To be honest, even then, I had other people that were coming. So I always had guys coming. And then I always felt, oh, maybe this person is more matured, is already settled, is working. You know, he can. I would also start working soon. Of course, I'm not expecting a guy that would just take over all my life around responsibility, right? But I just felt, oh, maybe a more matured person, not your mate in yeah. school that you're graduating together, yeah. you know, so, um, and then not, um, not someone that now says God yeah. said, I'm like, no, no that's so, so for me, I think, yeah, I think that was just it. Like I had other options and then I was thinking, oh, maybe the other options will be more suitable or maybe the person hasn't even come. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the person was staring at me, and I remember even then when we were in school, I remember we had this friend that we used to pray together about marriage, about future. And you know, looking back, I'm like, God, you were answering those prayers, oh, just that even when the answer came, I didn't know it was the answer. I, I just thank God for your life that I didn't miss out on that. So here's a lesson to those that might be on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe you're in your twenties. 
it's a fantastic time to be in your twenties. Your your youth is like mm-hmm. plump. You know, guys are just hovering around you, like you know, um, honey on, and bees on honey. But it's gonna dry up real soon, and because you know, mm-hmm. there's only so much your beauty is gonna last for. And twenties is such an is, is an age group where there's always gonna be men for you know those group men in their fifties, men mm-hmm. in their sixties. But I don't see women in their sixties or seventies being you know um, clubbed around, you know. Like you know, for That's women, true. except if you're you know super super rich. So the lesson here is just um, don't waste people's time and don't let anybody waste your time. It's good to have your list of, and I think we keep talking about it on the show of things you want in a man or in a spouse or whatever. But make sure that that list is not something that is like, like have lists that are things that are adjustable. Man, if, if yeah. Think about your. I think about value system first, like a hierarchy. Do our values mm-hmm. match? Whatever that value might be. For you, you decide that. For me, is he really God fearing? You know, because the man that fears God mm-hmm. will always, you know, you know, put God first ahead of you, and that's a beautiful place to be. I don't mind being behind, you know, God for a man that fears God. You know what I mean? I can be number two mm-hmm. on that list or number three, if it's, you know, parents or whatever. Number two. Mm-hmm. Which yes. Is, which so make true. sure your values align, and then every other thing like tall, making money, X amount of money. I feel like those things can mm-hmm. be worked on, but a lot of us, I don't know where the trap is from. I don't know if it's from the movies we've been watching as kids. We always have this, you know, set rule about how our spouses should be, and unfortunately, sometimes we don't even meet half of those expectations for ourselves. So <laughs> just want to put that out there because you know, I just thank God that you had you know friends calling you and praying for you and. You know that God, mm-hmm. you know, walked to your heart because a whole year. I mean, that is torture. So now, as if that wasn't enough, your husband, you know, I think about the seven circles of hell, like you know, Dante style. After he went through all of that, then you were presented at the home front. Your mom particularly said she didn't want anyone from that mm-hmm. tribe. Now, was this something she said as a so to be for context? And I don't know the beef between this. You are from um, I'm from Ekiti, and your husband is from Ijebo. Mm-hmm. So, so non-Yorubas, they all see all of us as Yorubas, you know. Yes. But I did get even among my able friends, you know, Anambra will be, you know, emo people and all that. They have, but yeah. to us, we all, uh, we all look at them like Ibos. <laughs> yeah, they all look the same. I mean, when I say the same, I mean the language sounds the same. So, mm-hmm. like your mom saying, I want Fedja, but like we don't want anybody from. So, for context, for, for our non-Nigerian or you know, people that are not familiar with geography of Nigeria, so Ijebu and um, Ekiti, these are like. Um, tribal groups within the southwestern part of Nigeria and they fall under the Yoruba tribe which you know I'm Yoruba. part of the Yoruba tribe and we yeah. we have different ways of doing things but sometimes there's this stereotype Ijebos tend to be people say that they are more diabolical and they are very stingy with money that's like the mm-hmm. that's the running mm-hmm. narrative now of course it's not mm-hmm. always true when we ah, sure. like oh, la, be jebu, like yeah, strangers and a jebu man, <laughs> you know. I think the whatever ekiti like they like women. Stubborn. Yeah, they're stubborn. They like women, and they, they're very um, they they they're very you know knowledgeable, like academic. They like academic yeah. pursuits. So your mom yeah. saying they don't want anyone from Ijebu, Is this something? Was it something that was you know drummed in your ears as a kid, or all of a sudden you started hearing about this new rope? So it's something I grew up hearing. Mm. It's something my mom always said that nobody, I'm like, oh <laughs> we were all girls. We, we are all girls, four girls, yeah. right? So, so she, as she saw that we were growing into teenagehood, she started telling us, no Ijebu, no Ijebu. So I think maybe, maybe that might have even added to 
my like will my parents even say yes to all this yeah you said god said and all right but i was like ijebu everything was just off ijebu cross no my parents said no <laughs> you said god said no um the only thing that was right was the fact that i saw through all those process that this guy really loves god and i has a heart for god so his love for god wasn't just it was a church going person and even like he has a relationship with god he hears from god he studies his bible is a practical christian like if it's wrong he's able to say it's wrong like is it's just it's, it's just the genuine love for god i saw and i was like this actually trumps every other thing i'm looking for even like i realized even when we started dating like i said we started like dating for some months and then after about 6 months i went to meet my mom and took my two left legs <laughs> and told her mommy i have something to say because i kind of knew she was the one ringing it on her ears and on my dad even though my dad is like a more street is the streeter one um but on this matter my dad was liberal my dad said let them be like let's let her go for wherever she wants to go for but my mom kept on saying not in this house not in this house ah fejebu we don't want fejebu it's not going to work not in this house so so we we so when i told my mom the way she fled up and she was like don't bring him this way she doesn't even want to know what he does or who he is or whatever it's just the ejebu i've told you guys growing up we don't want ejebu and then you want to test me right you now brought ejebu it's not going to work so eventually we also like because i mean for me it took over a year to get to this point where i am to even get convinced so it's like i so you are like god god i touched my heart with touch your own heart <laughs> so we went back and we prayed about it and then one day my mom just said you know what um she's going to um, pray about it, pray yeah. about it. she's going to a pastor and one thing again is i noticed that god speaks to people the way they understand yeah so god knew that um she would have a bias even if she wanted to pray about it and she knows that she has a pastor she attends CAC a Christ Apostolic Church back home and then she she knows God knows that a pastor is a respected is someone she respects as someone that hears from God it's like okay pray about it and then she prayed about it and the pastor said oh yeah that God is in this relationship don't stand in their way and the moment my mom heard that it was like a calm <laughs> came upon the storm the way she changed the way she said okay let me see him can i even see him can i meet him now and then i brought him home and one thing i would i would appreciate god for or i would say that um god helped us with or god helped me particularly with was or that i wasn't materialistic because even though we've gone out through all the order of okay let's start dating i i was already working he wasn't and um so you imagine bringing someone home that doesn't have a job and the first thing your parents is asking what, what does, does he do work? Like, yeah he's still job hunting and probably just even he's just still freelancing and learning stuff on his own while he's looking for a job nothing fantastic so we did that for about um like three years there about um we got married like three years after but i mean even when up to when he came for the introduction which was like like 6 months to the wedding he still wasn't working and his parents and my parents 
they his parents are quite uh, so prayerful and then they saw like the moment his mom heard about me she said she had peace that was the one like so his parents were also like in support of him dating me and then um, i met them they were happy i finally went to his house of course and then they were happy to see me and then i just felt at peace with with his family with his whole setting and then they were happy to support the marriage so imagine getting married to someone who wasn't working at the time and then you have a wedding date <laughs> you have a wedding iv and then you know and uh, you're like okay god i don't know what i'm doing but all i'm doing is that i'm following you in this and god helped me during all those waiting process to read books i one of the books i read was them no more two by billia connie and that book one of those things i picked out of that book is the fact that when you're in marriage you're one god sees you as one even in your finances even up to like you're living so even though i was working in a big four i was i was earning more than him of course it wasn't even earning for a, the major part of it before we got married he started working about two months to the wedding and then it was still like i was still earning more but there was nothing you could not tell so i was just still living my life we were still all like spending money together at that point we didn't even have a joint account but we always had like projects oh we want to do this okay this is the money we put the money in here so it was just we're just living our life like we are one like i didn't see myself as oh you're superior because you're working you're a big girl i mean god puts me in the position where i mean it wasn't like i it's, it's like i tell myself that is grace i found like yeah the fact that you went to a college and you didn't even like at that time you didn't it wasn't like even a proper university and you were still able to find yourself yes, in yeah yeah and then i mean so at the end of the day um when we were going to get married like i said there was no nothing much on ground and then we managed to rent a house in lekki now one year lekki <laughs> yeah for a non nigerian and non you know geography of nigerian listeners lekki is again it's one of those for the most part is waterlogged i'll say that but they have some prime properties like beachfront, ocean view, you know. It's usually highly priced. Everybody wants to live in Lekki except when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that 2014 when we got married, we finally got a apartment. We got an apartment um some maybe 2 weeks to the wedding and the apartment was one of a kind like it was based on our budget at that point and <laughs> When you get an apartment for one fifty thousand naira, that's like three hundred dollars per month. Yeah, not per month. Was it per? Sorry, per year. For the year. Oh my god! Sorry. Yeah, it was. It was. It was for the year. Wow. So it was just like you're paying like twelve k. The house was a mess, but we knew that. So at some point we're like, oh, should we get married and then? stay apart no we can't stay apart we're married we stay together and so we got married and stayed in the house the house was close to one um alpha beach one of the most unkept um beaches in in lekki and then we were so close that we could hear the wave of the That's sea That's a prime property right there which which front 
<laughs> and then the water overflows. Oh, and then when the water overflows, it gets to the compound. And then you have to, like we had our episode of falling into the water on the bike. Like when the water over, well, we didn't have a car then, but even people that had a car could not come in. So it was, it was, uh, for us, that first one year of marriage was like, we were learning about each other. So it was like God taking me through. Um, you know, most people would dream of, oh, my honeymoon, I want to go to Barbados. Oh, I want to go to Dubai. Um, I have this, I have that. So for me, um, I think we had our honeymoon in the chalet in the um, Redemption Camp. We're just wow. there. <laughs> we enjoyed it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, but we, so we enjoyed each stage of our life. I will put it that way. We 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 learned to 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 live and enjoy each other for those periods. We'll walk, we'll take each other on a walk, go on the beach, play, come back. I mean, there was no kid then, so <laughs> so life was easy. My mid, uh, I, then I would have I would have my special in the in the in my bag. I would go to work and then freshen up because you would have to walk on the beach shore for a long time before you get out especially when it's flooded and you don't want to get into the flood you don't want um, the bike to throw you into the water so you have to take a long walk so i would have a special for my long walk i get to work look normal go freshen up do my work come back again we'll get to the bus stop walk again to be sure so I'll you, come back all the, you know people say oh i like to work on the you know people say ideal vacation you know <laughs> lonely walks on the beach you had all of that you know on, on really this one was a different experience it was a different experience. It was like we were suffering, but we were smiling. We were suffering, but we were smiling. But you had each other, like, and your heart was one. Yeah. What's the point of exactly. living in mansions when you don't have like that peace and union of hearts? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So the fact that we loved each other genuinely, yeah. and then we were learning about each other, we were growing. So it was just so we didn't see it as anything. We just try to maximize our time there. So when we spend about a year, we're able to rent a proper apartment in the same like year, different area, um, a two bedroom this time. And then we're like, okay, now life has yeah. No, our family and friends can come and visit yeah. because the other half, <laughs> it wasn't where anyone could come yeah. to. There was even no chair. It was just a bed. We had just a bed on the floor. We had a plastic chair and a table. And then we had our clothes hung on the wall. There was no living room. It was just the bed. So you can imagine just the bed, a shoe rack. I can still imagine the room right now. A shoe rack, just the bed. And then we had our clothes, clothes rack up there. And then we had a table. We had a tiny kitchen where we had a camp gas. We had a tiny washroom where the water was not usable. It was brown and stinky. So we had to go fetch water every day outside with our keg. He would go fetch it. I wait for him and then so we did that for a year <laughs> and so there was no family friend visiting no parents no siblings and I, let, let, no. let's just no, let, let's dissect that a little bit because I can imagine that any parent that would walk in and see like your mom especially eh you my daughter in this place no you know oh, but yeah. I like how you you, you you excluded you know I think sometimes in marriage that exclusivity is needed Especially when yeah. when you need to make meaning of what you have, because not everybody will understand mm-hmm. it. And the heart of a mother, your mom will just see that this is suffering, like you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be wrong for her to think that way. 
But you you protected True. yourselves because you said nobody visited you. Even your siblings couldn't come. Your siblings mm-hmm. couldn't come. They yeah. probably had an idea what I, you guys were going through, but nobody really could see the picture. Mm-hmm. They had an idea. Yeah, 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 they had an idea because yeah, they had an idea just that they didn't um, get to visit. And then when we were moving houses, I remember his younger brother came around. He helped us mm-hmm. move, and was like, ah, <laughs> "This is what you are doing." <laughs> this should have come on a rainy day when when there was flood and all that. You know, he was shocked. Like he was shocked. That flood. I remember a day before the wedding, I was trying to pack my things from Ojolagba. I was still in Ojolagba at the time, and I was trying to pack my things, and then I could not go. Like the flood wasn't the flood that Igbo Fund Then the flood, like the flood wasn't flood that you say. Um, the, the the taxi guy said sorry I can't go so I had to pack my things back to where I was coming from we had the wedding did the honeymoon then I went we went back to pack my things wow. into the flooded wow. house wow <laughs> I, I think the lesson here is that man and then I was still smiling at the wedding of course you have to you have to look all good together I can okay you worked in a very should we mention where we used to work I remember yeah, you yeah. worked with you know Price Waterhouse and like you know PwC. Mm-hmm. That's a high mm-hmm. one of the top you know brands to work for in Nigeria. Like even even mentioning people know that. So you're going to work every day looking all, but they don't know your situation. That like, you can't even have like no. Saturday lunches with friends at home or potluck dinners, you know, on the weekends. Yeah. And I, I think it also shows the character of you know your character and your husband's character as well. It's the true strength of your character. In how you know this is what is happening for us right now. We know it's not a permanent situation, but we'll just keep going. Yeah. And I think the lesson here for those that might be listening is that you know you go through rough times in your marriage. Perhaps it's the first year of your marriage, or you know the the second part of your marriage, or maybe maybe years down the line. The thing is that make sure you are united and always remember yeah. that it's not going to be permanent. No matter how dark, no matter how difficult it is, it's not going to be permanent. We've had our own moments admittedly it wasn't like flooded houses you know myself and my husband we've had our moments where it felt like there was no end in sight but don't add to your frustration by being apart and you know driving that wedge come together and you know hold yourselves together and you'll overcome mm-hmm. it i believe that strongly i think there's a grace in marriage where god god honors that in unity of hearts unity. yes there's a, yeah. there's a there's a way that now, now let's talk a little bit you know let's 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 go to the third wave of it so you guys you know you, you started making your way up you know this was someone that didn't have a job before the wedding and you know you were earning yeah. a lot more and then an opportunity came for you guys mm-hmm. to move to canada and then you you, mm-hmm. you moved to canada and um tell us a little bit about you know what life has been like and you're definitely doing a lot better now you know Apart from the glow sure. I see in your face, I can, you know, starting. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that and also the lessons learned about patience and just sticking to things. So, yeah, I would say that um, being on the same page is actually important because after we moved to the other house and then I think it was his uncle that encouraged us. His uncle is in Canada and asked us, oh, do you want to move to Canada? And then we started the process. And then we we started taking the exams. That's another story. Like, I did the English test like four times. <laughs> My cousin did it nine so, times, so don't worry. You, you, you're behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's in Canada and she's no, having a good time. Sup, Shala? <laughs> so the persistence was there at some point. He was like, you know what? I'm done. Maybe God doesn't want us to go. But... I just said, you know what? Let's give it a last shot. And then I, 
I did and that was it and then I got the score I needed for the English test because of course the English test was then the major um factor and then we we saved up by he we got um he, we got a better job just even before we left um and then we were able to save up even more I was promoted at work as I when I left I was a manager and then like we were able to have more money to save and then we got here he was also able to um build on his career he started first as a teacher he moved on to robotics because he loves robotics and then eventually before he left nigeria he he got a role as a ui um developer a ux designer graphic designer and then when we got into canada he was like hmm because he did computer science right his um background is computer science education and a computer science diploma and then he was like oh um maybe you should move into software development and then he switched and it's been a good switch because i mean we've just been like three and a half years in canada and it's doing well it's working like so the times have switched to oh when i used to earn more now he earns more <laughs> <laughs> i'm an accountant i'm a chartered accountant but i mean it guys are still like yeah, up there yeah so so god has helped us to to grow from a place where where we had nothing um where he would it said even when he came when he came for the introduction he had just 1000 naira in his account oh, that's like that was $2 Yeah and so even when we got married um it was just working like two months so it wasn't like we he had any much savings like but we were able to like we were able to build things together as one pay the house rent even when we moved to a bigger house that was like about a million at that time but we were still like still able to weather and move through all those things and so So we've we've grown from that position where oh we're living in a room no parlor nothing to a place where we now have a, a mortgage running we now have our own space you know we now have two kids and um we're still growing we are growing but the truth is that we are getting better and looking back I'm like I'm grateful to God that I didn't give up on me that I mean that even God didn't give up on me yeah. <laughs> because I could have missed it. I was close to missing it. Ivat insisted and said no, and I'm sure God would have said, you know what, just forget about this person and just <laughs> I'll give you someone else. <laughs> but but I'm grateful that eventually I was able to say yes because looking back it feels like um we complement each other in certain ways and um he's a very calculated person. Maybe because he's a programmer, but yeah. I expect you to be calculated as an accountant, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let's do it fast. I'm a, so if you, will I say go getter? Like I'm a kind of person that you set me in motion. You tell me, oh, um, should we order for this? Or maybe we should buy this and that. As you're saying, maybe I've done it. I'm so okay. Sweetie, I've done it. Oh. But we've not said okay go. <laughs> so the moment you're still saying maybe I'm like on it. I'm on it. Like I'm the kind of person that I'm on it. But he is always like, you know, what's the side? Let's let's pros and cons. I see. What <laughs> are we doing and then um spiritually I would say is more of the covering like he's is a very prayerful person helping me to grow too. <laughs> 
even when I sometimes I can be lazy, but I mean, I'm happy that we have that that complement um, com- that we complement each other. And like I said, the major characteristics or the good part or trait I like and I see in him is the fact that he has a genuine love for God, like genuine love for God. And so even when he does something wrong, he's not perfect, I'm not perfect, but even when he does something wrong, he always comes back to say sorry. Like, like he feels like God just tells him, the day would not pass before it comes to say see I shouldn't have said what I said even when you can't even remember what got you upset I'm the kind of person that I can get upset but I talk about it immediately and the truth is that tomorrow I may not remember why I got upset Um, that's like move on move on person but he is the kind of person that takes a step back and says oh how did my day go today what didn't I do right today Oh, maybe I shouldn't have spoken to my colleague this way oh maybe I should apologize to this person oh maybe I spoke to my wife he's introspective so yeah, so he is that kind of person, and so I feel like it's just a compliment. And um, even in child um, training the kids, we we complement each other so much. And then um, I'm happy. I'm happy with the journey so far. The seven years has been good. Growth. I can see growth. I can see God's grace, and I can see that we're loving each other more. We are growing in love, <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's, I mean, so many lessons from your story. Even though we started this conversation thinking that we're going to talk about your mom's objection, it's not even the main story, right? Yeah, we we, yeah. we do see the implication of parents, you know, sometimes biasing their, their bias affecting the future of their kids. But you, it, it wasn't going to stop you anyways, regardless. I think you'll have to keep pushing mm-hmm. on. But I think the beauty of it here is just, you know, um, the way God loves us. Even when we miss it, almost miss it, he still doesn't do. Yeah. And I think God really loves you, B. And I think um, another part here is cutting your coat according to your size. You guys have been through the lean years. You know that even despite working in a hard place like you know PwC, you you could have you know there's a certain lifestyle that I demanded. You know, I used to work with Chevron yeah. and. You know, mm-hmm. when my husband and I used to live somewhere in Stolaria, it wasn't like the perfect, you know, I couldn't bring a lot yeah. of my colleagues there. But when you get to a workplace, you're in a different space. Like, there's a way you just, mm-hmm. even the, the, the things your colleagues are buying, like the shoes, the purses, the, you know, yeah. the, some of them are even going on vacation to like the UK. You're, you're, you haven't even left mm-hmm. your show yet. But you focused <laughs> on, you focused on just, you know, um, this is what is working for us. And I'm not going to let yeah. that be affected. So I think the, mm-hmm. the thing here is just, you know, contentment, you know, contentment with what you have. You not know, we should be content and stay there, but know that this, sure. is, this doesn't define you, you know, and, sure. and, and enjoy it, you know. And I, and I like what you said, like you use that first year to learn about each other. Imagine if you had kids right away, probably, you know. You'll have just been a lot. Yeah, you have been a lot. But this is just what works for you. Some people maybe just having kids really helped their marriage. But you 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 took that opportunity and learned from it. And I'm glad that you both are in a space where you're still growing. And and I think Mm -hmm. what you said about you know him complimenting you and you complimenting him, I think that's the beauty of marriage. Our spouses should be like a peer a peer reviewer. Like a sound that spots you, that checks you before yeah. you go out there and go and mess up. It's like, you know, ah, no, I love you so much for you to, <laughs> you know, um, not be good in this particular area. And it's also listening to what they're saying and also speaking the truth in love. And so I just want to say this, you know, this has really been a good time talking to you. I don't know if you had any um, final words. Pray for parents 
who am I to be holding on to? No, you can't marry this person just because of a, you know, of, I won't call it a silly excuse because for your mom to have been drumming that into your ears, you know, as a, as a little child and the first person you bring home is from that. I, I bet if you, if you brought her to the show, she probably would talk about just, you know, her reason for that. But let's just, let's just call it a reason and not call it a silly excuse because I believe that it came from a place. For parents that might be holding on to that, what kind of advice do you have for them? Yeah, so I would say that um, as much as possible, we should try to eliminate unconscious bias, especially regarding um, our children, even when it comes to their choice of school, their choice of course to study or even relationship. Because, I mean, it's easy for parents to want, sometimes we want to live our dream, our dream life through our kids like we think oh uh, my child should marry from this tribe and not this tribe or you feel oh my child should be studying engineering and not say he wants to be um, a pharmacist or something you know sometimes parents can be can be um we, we we can be myopic because we're not seeing the big picture so i think what's important is to at least let's pray about it first Put your bias beside you, and then pray about it, and then let your child just let, let your child navigate. Like let your child, let your child be free enough to say, "This is who I want to marry. This is who I want to date." I mean, eventually, my parents, uh, my mom, well, my dad always never had an issue, but my parents, I would say, my parents supported me because I mean, my parents knew that this guy wasn't working. <laughs> Even when we came for introduction, they knew that he just started working, even when we were going to get married. But my mom was still supportive. My dad was still supportive. They were still praying for us. They didn't say, oh, but you know, you're working in this place. How can you? You don't match. You know, there's way some parents will say, oh, you can't marry a low-level person, kind of. like." It wasn't even like we had... Um, it wasn't like we had um, any, any. Um, we were not super rich, <laughs> like you get what I mean. It wasn't like we we're from the most wealthy family, but, but I mean, eventually things worked out. His parents supported, my parents supported, my siblings supported, and so that having your family support, even though we're going through all this, I mean, I was still sending pictures to my family, right? Sending pictures of, oh, see our room, oh, see our one room, see our... So, <laughs> I may not be able to send it to my friends or post it on status or whatever it is, but I mean, my sisters, they understood and they supported my decision. And that went a long way. The support of family is important yeah. because it helped through whatever it is that we're going through. I mean, you've, you've hit critical points in your message. I think the first one definitely is, you know, our, our biases, even the, both the conscious and the unconscious one. And I think sometimes we, in our quest to say we want the best for our kids, we don't see God's face. I feel, I feel like as parents, our job is just to be caretakers. We don't own the child. You know, mm. we, we're supposed to, like, hear from God. How can I... Because God sees everything. We only, we only see... Our, our view is just very limited. We don't see in three dimension, mm-hmm. right? We, we can we can yeah. think about the past, but you don't know everything about the past. The future, nobody knows. So, uh, from that limited view, that, that fear of you know, what what does God want for this child to be? You know, and how can I position myself to be as a support so that God's will be done? And I think that's just the um, 
the the lesson here. And I know also the the last piece about family. I know um, in most Western world, most people don't even look at their parents as someone that they have to like talk to about their spouses. Even yeah, mom, I'm getting married like next week, and that's it, you know. <laughs> but yeah. in our culture, it's different. Family is everything, and I'm glad that you know you both had that because I bet that sometimes that. You need to lean on the support of your family. And imagine if you had just excommunicated them, like, how dare you say I cannot marry this person? I'm gonna walk away, you know, and all that. But I think everything just worked out for good for you, and I'm, you know, really, really happy to hear that. I wish you guys all the best, Thank and um, I know it Thank gets you. better. And I know that whatever life throws away, you've, you've, you've built enough. Um, I want to say muscles physically and spiritually from all of your walks on the beach and <laughs> so if you I go know. back down you just, we, still, we just want to take um, a walk on the beach or it's still a trigger to you <laughs> well it reminds me I still I went to the beach last week actually yeah. like, it reminds me of of where we are coming from like, and your oh, kids well, have no idea have, like these kids will have no idea like they will have no idea by the beach by yeah, yeah. so it's not like I'm Go to the beach. Uh, uh, and I'll end this by saying, God said to say thank you for coming, <laughs> for sharing your stories. And all right, guys, this was it. Um, thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you love this episode, don't thank forget you. to check out more episodes. And I remain your host, Mustimo. Bye for now. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Merciful Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com, where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean as it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well. We are now officially on Podbean. It has an app. You can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talktomo at mostable.com or connect with us via Instagram at the Morosible Podcast. Cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening. Mm-hmm.